Do you see it? Can you smell it? Feel it? Stop. Breathe deeply. Center yourself. There. Now you have it. That stench. It is corruption. It is death. It is all around you. It has surrounded you since you were born. You grew up in it. You have become blind to it. Your toys, your games, your phone, your food, your clothes. All of it is tainted. All of it is vile beyond compare. And all of it springs from one of the worm's most devoted servants, Pentex. You would not be at fault for not knowing about Pentex. They rarely act in public anymore, employing one of their countless subsidiaries to do the deed for them, eventually gutting said business if it becomes a liability, liquidating its assets and shifting human resources to any of their other tendrils. It is a hydra, a mythological beast bloated with corruption and evil, and each toxic-spewing head serves only to bring Gaia further into the destroyer's grasp. Surely, you say, something this twisted would be discovered, rooted out. Is humanity so blind to something threatening its very existence? Perhaps. Or perhaps the mayor of a small, dying town chooses to look the other way as he signs the fracking permit for Endron, knowing that it means the survival of his beloved hometown. Perhaps consequences are difficult to think of when you are struggling to make ends meet, working dead-end jobs, and living in a condemned apartment where the water is rust-red and the heating only works half of the time. Maybe the promise of paid holidays, stock options, and top health insurance is enough to make one not read the fine print too carefully. The worm corrupts, and who is more easily corrupted than the desperate and the destitute? Certainly there are many unscrupulous senators, CEOs, and sales executives who won't bat an eye when the reports come in about the environmental destruction caused by their greed. But ultimately this system can only exist because it is self-perpetuating. It creates the same misery it promises to fix. The Guru may slaughter Fomori servants and burn factories, but as long as there are mouths to feed and rents due, there will always be those desperate enough to sacrifice what they have so that those they love may have it better. The Fomori will multiply, new meat in the grinder, and the factories will be rebuilt. All in the endless cycle of short-term profit and callous disregard for natural balance or human lives. And it is all so much easier than the alternative. Human greed and laziness likewise are two of the Wyrm's most potent tools in its arsenal. But to return to the subject at hand, Pentex was once premium oil, owned and managed by a ruthless oil tycoon by the name of Jeremiah Lassiter in 1865. Lassiter was inspecting one of his drilling sites where there had been a series of accidents when he found himself facing an ancient bane spirit that had been imprisoned long ago by the Guru. Lassiter was a man of tremendous will and the creature could not dominate him. And thus the two struck a deal, Lassiter keeping his life, and the creature working through him and his company 
to further the Wyrm's goals. Lassiter was already a brilliant businessman, but this gave him the edge to expand his company far beyond his wildest imaginations. Yet, as it grew and expanded, his control over it would loosen, and eventually he committed suicide, cut off from his own company. The company would then go through a series of executive directors and had its name changed to Pentex under the leadership of Colin Jenner, who also founded a board of directors to more easily manage the company's vast holdings. Jenner acted under the influence of the very same Wyrm spirit that had once struck a deal with Lassiter and found, to his surprise, that most of the other board members he'd recruited similarly had a business relationship with a member of the triad. One after another the executives would come and go, most suffering horrible fates, yet new men, and eventually women, in tailored suits would be ready to take their places. Finally it would fall under the stewardship of Benjamin Rushing, a former professor at a major university who had sat on the board for several years before ascending to the throne. During the company's rise to power, not only did Pentex form an alliance with the Black Spiral Dancers, they also joined in a collaborative agreement with the Sabbat of the Vampires, Harold Zettler, a depraved and twisted Malkavian anti-tribute, earning himself a seat on the board, which he has kept to this day. To those employed by Pentex, their work quickly becomes a high, if not the highest priority of their life. Through subtle and not-so-subtle influence from both corporate slogans, team-building exercises, and weak banes introduced in the water coolers, food courts, and office supplies, the drone-like workers who compose the majority of Pentex's employees soon come to view everything but the growth in their quarterly reports as secondary. Pentex's management is split in a strictly hierarchical structure with Benjamin Rushings at the top, the other executives given different branches or divisions over which they maintain almost full autonomy. There is a constant struggle for power even within the board, and over time prominent members, including Mr. Enzo Giovanni of Finance, have occasionally gone missing. Permanently. Paranoia runs rampant amongst the directors, and like with many other arms of the Wyrm, this internal strife is one of its major failings. The Wyrm cannot control its agents wholly, and thus it might find its process hampered by the cutthroat culture of Pentex and its many allies and associates. Ironically, the same issue that plagues the werewolf nation cripples its enemy, and should the forces of the Wyrm ever unite, they would be utterly unstoppable. The four main divisions of Pentex are Acquisitions, Operations, Project Coordination, and Special Projects. These four divisions also have multiple subdivisions, and the executive director sits atop it all, overseeing the other director's work and having the power of veto in any decision-making, although rarely using it. The executive director also has a personal group of spies and assassins named Team Prime, expert operatives handpicked from other divisions and subdivisions who are extremely loyal to the executive director, and him alone offering rushing an extra edge over his fellow members. Acquisition's main purpose is to incorporate more companies, subsidiaries, and allies in the Pentex family. Oftentimes those they seek to incorporate are already doing the work of the Wyrm anyway and happily accept these new corporate sponsors. But this division is not above blackmail, libel, and outright assassination to get the job done. Acquisitions also handle all communication and dealings with the Black Spiral Dancers and the Sabbat, some of whom are employed in the first teams, 
crack teams of operatives sent in by Pentex to deal with substantial threats and situations, such as particularly troublesome Garou or other changing breeds. The Information Collection Systems, the ICS, is the only subdivision of acquisitions and is, as its mother division, managed by Chase Lamont, the joint director. A psychopath and serial killer, Lamont has rapidly climbed the corporate ladder due to his obsessive fixation on detail and information. Nothing slips past him, and the ICS is a monster of a database with dirt on more or less every person with a smartphone, amassing vast, incomprehensible networks of data in the Umbra maintained by Black Spiral Dancer Thurgs. This information is even used to spy on company employees, ostensibly in order to improve workplace efficiency. Operations handle the day-to-day -day running of the massive conglomerate and thus are in charge of everything from transportation of highly volatile mutagenics to replacing printer ink and paper cups. The director of operations, Adrian Newberry, is an organizational genius who would give FedEx a run for their money in terms of efficiency. Yet, as he has little care for workplace safety, it falls upon Catherine Mollett, the director of the Human Resource Development Subdivision, to ensure that staff work, eat, sleep, and live Pentex. She is equally ruthlessly devoted to her work, knowing that happy employees, or at least gratified ones, are far more likely to improve the company's results in the long terms, and it has shown results. She is constantly at odds with Chase Lamont, whom she loathes for his murderous practices, as well as the attention it's gained from the FBI, and whose data-keeping practices she feels infringes upon her subdivision. Operations also handles coordination with regional directors in more or less every major city of the world, meaning that Newberry has quite the amount of power at the tips of his fingers. Project coordination is the biggest division in Pentex, and they, as the name implies, ensures that the larger projects of Pentex run smoothly and without interference, and that market shares are cornered by Pentex-owned subsidiaries without interference from other tentacles of the megacorporation. Franklin Rubin is the current director of the PCD, having filled the shoes first of Enzio Giovanni, former director of the financial subdivision, and then Benjamin Rushing after the letter's ascension to the executive director position. It is rumored that Rubin, who keeps to himself when not reporting to the board, is affiliated with an outside organization rivaling Pentex in power and influence called the Syndicate, part of a possibly even greater unknown entity. PCD has two subdivisions of note, Public Relations and Finance, managed by André Baptiste and Ursula Crane respectively. Baptiste, a former drug kingpin turned PR chief and spin doctor, ensures that public knowledge of Pentex and its operations remain at a constant low, and carefully micromanages its many subsidiaries in order to buffer suspicion and redirect investigations. Crane, meanwhile, rose rapidly through the ranks after she began to hunger for what her co-workers had, drawing the attention of multiple Banes with whom she has formed pacts to reach new heights. She is being consumed from the inside out, something troubling her, but she is loath to relinquish the power she has attained, having been handpicked by Ruben himself for the job. Finance approves of all expenditures of the other divisions, and it operates like a clockwork under her care. The SPD, Special Projects Division, is run by Harold Settler, a depraved Malkavian anti-tribute who finds great pleasure in his experiments upon the human body, uh, plants, animals, and more or less anything else he can get his hands on. 
While the SPD is the smallest division, it is given a significant budget to continue its work, as the tailored Fomori coming out of its labs offers some of the most reliant and destructive agents that Pentex can employ. Hiro Yamazaki is the director of the subdivision of Project Odyssey and Aenid, and Francesco, a black spiral dancer, manages Project Iliad. Odyssey's primary purpose is to develop psychic abilities in their test subjects, ranging from psychokinesis to telepathy, and has met with quite some success, either inviting or kidnapping potential candidates and indoctrinating them in the service of the Weir. Project Iliad on the other side of the spectrum works primarily with the creation and perfection of Fomori, training agents far more reliable than your usual spontaneous creatures that arise from overuse of Bane-infused Pentex products. Combining the two is Project Aenid, which has seen great success in melding special mind-feeder banes with psychic operatives, Yamazaki having saved his career by finally succeeding in this after years of fruitless results, much to the pleasure of Zettler who is watching this project with keen eyes. There are three more directors on the board who only recently were recruited, but who have proven themselves valuable members already. Frederic Pochard, an enigmatic problem solver who currently has no division under him, Ian Robertson, an enemy turned ally of Pentex who was given an offer he couldn't refuse and who now manages the process and integration subdivision under Franklin Rubin, and finally Mike Dragonswrath, a refreshingly kill first ask questions later black spiral dancer in charge of Pentex security. What we have covered today is only the very core of Pentex and its corruption. Through powerful subsidiaries like Endron, an international energy giant, and Magadon, a pharmaceutical megacorporation in its own right, these agents of the worm continuously expand and secure their position as the cheaper, easier, and more gratifying alternative to more or less every branch of consumerism they can get their claws in. And that's not even counting government contracts. Pentex's size is also its weakness. Rarely does the right hand know what the left is doing, and clever Garou may use this to their advantage, sowing discord amongst the many divisions and their executives. Yet the old adage never runs as true as it does with this foe. Beware that when fighting monsters, you yourself do not become a monster. For when you gaze long into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. This video was brought to you by my patron Dugal, who insisted that we learn more about this shady foe. Perhaps we shall learn more about their servants in the future, but for now I thank you for your support Dugal and I hope that this video has pleased you.